Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Finding Self. I'm your host, Jake Sudnick, and I'm excited to talk to you today. We're getting into part two of, of what I'll call my Finding Self story. So in this part, I, I, we, to, to do a quick recap of where we were at from the last episode, we discussed essentially, well, I discussed where I had come from, my background in in working in a service industry type job and how I made that move over into current my, my current field, which is real estate. So in this episode, I'll discuss the recognition of a problem that came up. And, and sometimes despite finding what feels like all of the right steps in your career, you know, you're making great progress, you're hitting, you're achieving success uh, in, in ways that you'd never previously thought of, that recognizing a problem is starting to exist is still important because even though things may be moving well, there is still times when things can change for you. Um, and just because you're moving in a positive direction doesn't mean that that direction will always stay positive by just simply staying that course. So that's really where the, I guess, self-discovery part of this whole series begins. For me, there was a lot of discovery in between, you know, what I was capable of doing, moving from a job where I, you know, worked for someone, essentially a, a, a waiter type job, which is, you know, it, it's a fine living, but it is something where you're coming in, you have certain hours, you are in and out and you leave. Moving to a self-employed type of work, this was a way different way of thinking for me. It opened up a lot of avenues because you really became much more self-reliant. Your success was simply predicated on what kind of input you put in. So y you input what, whatever uh, you know work you do and you're going to receive a payment. You're gonna receive uh, money for the job that you do. Now, that was an interesting concept to me because with you know with any work you're going to be salaried or hourly or what have you so having something where you're completely paid only upon the success of what you do so you and, and by success so i'm using that term a little bit loosely but by actually completing a transaction so meaning if i wanted to get paid i had to finish the work i was doing so to give a little backstory on my life and what led to the decision to you know kind of reroute things um, we, we covered that a lot in the last episode so we're gonna start now in the current career now for today I kind of wanted to go back and give you a little idea of where I sat when I started there now jumping into real estate I was in full-time I was in a position where I really you know, I, I, I jumped fully in without knowing what I was doing. And there's a part of me that, you know, still thinks, okay, that was a little crazy. But so much of what happened in that period of time was so necessary for my development as a person that I think it was by all means for me the right decision. So I quit my job with a three months notice. So it was a pretty hefty notice. But I, when I jumped into real estate, I, I really had no idea what that was going to be. In the first six months, they were rough. I, I was living off savings. I don't think I made more than $600 in six months. 
So it was a rough start. And, and luckily, I was able to pick up and that was just in personal sales. So my, my sales were bad. I, you know, I, I didn't know really what I was doing. I dedicated all of my time to like a singular transaction in which one didn't go through and then another one. The people were just really tough to work for. And the, the payment at the end was very little, to say the least. So a lot of time was going into what felt like should have been a bigger payment and luckily i was in a position where i was working on a team and i had some additional roles i could fill you know going and doing some paperwork for folks or taking pictures or getting out into the field and helping you know just wherever even open up doors and show houses i could make a couple bucks here and there on the side that way it helped keep me afloat because my actual sales um, income was next to nothing and i i don't want to gloss over this part. One one thing that was super important for me in this kind of transitional period of my life were the friends I had made from working in that restaurant field, which I, I still feel bad about. You know, I've been trying to make a better effort to get back in touch with some of those people, but they really helped carry me through some of that time where I, I remember friends taking me out to dinner when I, I, you know, didn't have, you know, wasn't making any money and I was kind of trying to go all into this new field and they were very supportive for me. And, you know, I, I owe a lot to those people. And it, it still means the world to me that there was th that I, I've been lucky in my life to have a lot of people still on my side and believe me when I take on crazy things that, that don't necessarily uh, make sense to everybody else or might seem a little bit too risky. And to me, I, I, I'm kind of an all in person. So if I really want something, if I think that this is something I can do jumping ship and really diving into something is almost a necessity for me to feel like I'm getting my full potential out of that thing. Um, it, it can be a little extreme. And now in my, uh, in my older years, I, I think that sometimes maybe it's okay to tone back a little bit and kind of transfer over. You don't have to be so extreme in the things that you do, but, but 20, what 22 23 year old me however old i was didn't feel that way i i was all in or nothing so um the the point of that being is th those first couple of months were hard but being around the new people that i was around being in the groups i was exposed to and the ideas i got exposed to in that time period were some of the most pivotal things that happened in my life to date and i, I mean that very genuinely when I started getting involved in, uh, there was a, a coaching organization that the team I worked with was very heavily involved in and were coached by uh, called the Mike Ferry Organization. And they're heavy into the self-improvement world, which is something I hadn't been exposed to to that point in my life. And the idea of control that you could have over your own life, that was so appealing to me. The, the idea of what you do can actually have a effect on your outcome. Um, you know, I, I, I was always told to go to school and you're going to get a degree and then you're going to work somewhere. And that was kind of the process you followed. And those things that they, they do teach you. Uh, that being said, there's, there's so many ways to learn. And a lot of things can be self-taught. So showing effort and coming in and deciding, okay, here are the things I want to make better and then applying daily steps to make them happen has a really profound effect over a long period of time. 
So over the course of the next several years, I attended lots of retreats where I would go out and learn from, you know, learn from people that were very heavy into the self-improvement world. I would spend time with a lot of people that were trying to you know, make a better life for themselves or make more money or whatever that, that item was. Uh, a lot of people in that circle. And when you have all of those ideas together, it's a really beautiful thing because you have people that are supportive and push you and get you to a, a place that you want to be. So I was, I was all in when I, when I did those things, you know, waking up and putting together a schedule where every single week I'd have a accountability call with both a coach and a group of folks that I met from these retreats. Every single morning I would practice, you know, this, the scripts that I use and talking to people so that I could have better conversations and that would be every single morning monday through friday at 7 30 for four to five years i i really really focused in on those things to better my speaking ability and could come off as a stronger professional and make sure that the things that i talked about i really knew what i was talking about and with my accountability group we took time to work on skills that would help us better serve the people that we worked for. So for another four or five years, it was a, it was a daily project of mine to work on these things. So it, it leads me to an interesting point of where I am now in life. And we're going to get to that a little bit later on, but the, the part that I wanted to emphasize for everyone here today is that by applying, applying yourself into something that you are interested in, you can really, really do a lot more, maybe more than you think over a long period of time. I, I forget exactly what the quote is, but it, it's something along the lines of, you know, we under, we underestimate what we can accomplish in a year, but greatly overestimate the things we can accomplish in a day. So the, the idea being by taking a bigger goal and breaking it down into little tiny manageable steps and being really consistent that's that's what really gets it the the consistency and i mean with anything you talk to people that are professional musicians you, you typically don't have many folks that pick up an instrument and they learn it in a day it's that practice on a regular basis you talk to the professional photographer that really wanted to get better at what they're doing and it wasn't that they studied so hard that they knew exactly how to use the camera by the time they picked it up they took pictures every single day and that same philosophy can be carried over into any aspect of your life. And, and that's what I'm trying to get across here is that if there's something that means enough to you, you can really take that and turn it into any single thing that you want. It's just a matter of understanding how you can break that down into small manageable pieces, spread it out over a long period of time, be patient with yourself and consistent with what you do, and you can get there. So... Moving on from that idea, what what we we're talking about is, you know, my back to my story here. When I finally got out of that cycle where I wasn't making any money, it wasn't long after within the next year that I went from making very little to being, you know, doing financially better than I ever had in the past. All of a sudden, some of those things that I had been practicing for years started to feel like they were taking hold. And again, I kind of always felt that I was underperforming what I should have been doing. And I, I still feel that to this day, that there's always more I could do. But when looking back at that transition from, you know, 
making next to nothing, barely scratching by to now, you know, having a career where suddenly I was making more money than I ever had was a really, really exciting thing for me. I, I felt good about it at times, but it was very fleeting and it, it felt exciting. Then it started to creep up on me that that grind, that constant having to turn that wheel to keep things moving started to weigh in a little bit more. And I'm not saying that, again, there, there's nothing wrong with the career in real estate. And there's a lot of people that are very, very great at it. And heck, I, I feel myself still can do very well in this field. There's, But there is something to the way that you have it set up and how you want your life designed that has to match exactly what your goals are. Because yes, it is nice to be able to make money. And anybody who, who may be struggling in that aspect might say, okay, well, you know, what, that's not enough for you. And no, you know, there, there is more to life than just the financial aspect of it. And I think it's important to also be following things that you enjoy. Because when I say at the peak of my, I'll get, I guess I'll call it the peak of what was my success in real estate at the time, where I was making the most money, I was doing a lot of business, I was you know, getting great clients. I also was working more and harder than I ever had in my entire life. And I have no problem with working hard. I have no problem with spending time on work. There is an issue that was created though when I felt that the time I was spending on the work I was doing wasn't really aligned with what I feel you know, I, I always felt that there was still something more I could be doing, whether it was in life or, or with people or what have you, or maybe even just the neglect of my personal life. It was something where I didn't, f it, it wasn't sitting right. And after a couple of years of doing it, I really started to feel like things were just off. Everything was starting to drag. And those things that I used to do on a daily basis that felt easy began to feel hard. Um, that waking up at that for those calls was something that I, I was no longer looking forward to that a lot of times it felt like a task I had to complete to get through the steps that I had set for myself. And suddenly the people that I, that I really enjoyed being around, I still enjoy them and I still find that they're great people, but I, all of the parts that, that I was, that, that made me feel good before were really starting to weigh me down. And I didn't have that same sense of enjoyment in life. It, it was really uh, all of the things I was doing started to feel very much like a chore and that I, that I wasn't moving any further in the direction that I wanted. That actually leads me to, to how I came up with the idea of this show. And, and the idea of finding self is something I talk about in helping others find themselves and part of it is a part of what I do here is helping me find myself because there is, there is part of me that is still absolutely searching because I think that in life, we're kind of always searching for this higher purpose of what it is we want to do. And I guess these little, these little uh, recordings are kind of almost a talk therapy session for me to go through and, and talk out ideas and figure out where the next step is because 
in in a world where there's unlimited possibilities to what you can do and what you might want to do i think that's an option that we explore our whole lives some may choose to settle down and stick with something that they feel safe and secure and that's a fine option and for others some people like myself there's something about growth and change that's necessary to continue your joy and in the human experience and that might not always be work sometimes it might be things outside of your work but there is an element of change that can be necessary for some people and and for me it's definitely something that is needed so after after kind of taking a look at some of these different opportunities i had working in real estate meeting some of the top real estate agents uh, not just here in ohio where i'm where i'm from but also all across the states and canada and actually a handful from europe as well so it, it was nice to get in a room with all these people that were big thinkers that wanted big things out of their life now again i don't know to be very clear, I don't know if where I'm at is going to be that big thing that I'm looking for, but to see people searching it out, that was really the valuable thing for me, that there are folks out there that are going for it. And, and you know, maybe there's, maybe there's some people that res this resonates with them too, and, and they, they love it for the income, but maybe the, you know, the, the love of, of the career as it is, isn't necessarily, it isn't necessarily what, I don't know the best way to say it. The love of the career isn't what they're in it for. So when I started thinking about this new lifestyle that I have where I'm trying to make adjustments to my business and career. So there's some real strength that you gather in struggling through adversities. That was probably one of my, and I'm going to take the rest of today to go over some different points of growth for me in this period where I was in this new career field, you know, excelling through it and the part where I started to gain traction and get some success a and what I credit some of that success to just to give everyone a reference point of some, some things that might, y you might be able to reflect on and think about in your personal journey how you've been able to move forward. Because I, I think in evaluating what we want our future to be, it is important to look at our past and use that as kind of a roadmap. So I, I really take a look at the first part was the struggle period. I, I guess I'll call it where I was in this place where I really, really had to fight for, you know, to, to get ahead. And I think that that struggle at some point in your life that you apply effort and you come out stronger meeting the goal that you want is a necessary thing to experience. I think it's important. And I think by having that experience, it toughens you in a way that you start to think, okay, if there are things that I want through my efforts, I can achieve those things. And that's a radical shift in mindset. And by accomplishing that, and so for some people it might be making it through grad school it might be making it through um, a, a very difficult job or a tough life experience and coming out the other side stronger having those experiences have a way of making you as a human be able to you know make it through 
other difficult times and and sometimes things that may seem hard since you have something harder to reflect on end up not being as bad as you think so that struggle through adversity was definitely a huge a huge thing for me in moving forward with my life and and feeling more confident in the things that I do so the next part of that past struggle and we had touched on this a bit earlier was commitment to a process and growth again that was commitment to processes and growth so that was identifying a plan coming up with goals and then over a long period of time staying consistent and meeting those goals and pushing yourself to meet those goals on on days that you might not feel like doing it so by then that that's how i found my greatest growth it wasn't giant moments of things happening all at once it was some big aha moments writing them down keeping them in front of me and then applying those things that i that i realized over the course of two, three, six, eight, 12 months, years, however long it might be. They all took different times depending on the individual goal. But being able to identify that item of weakness and then turn it into an item of strength. So for an example, one of the types of phone calls I would make to people selling their homes is called an expired phone call. That is for a house that was listed with another real estate agent that didn't sell. So when I started my career, that wasn't something I was very good at doing. I would be literally shaking on the phone, trembling when I would call people because I was so nervous and they were usually so angry to hear from me that I would, I would be almost, uh, almost in fear of that phone call. I remember the first time I was locked in a room with that phone ringing in front of me and you know, the, the people I worked for, they're like, okay, just make the phone calls go. And they like push me in and they shut the door and they left and this dialer system is running and I'm literally sweating. The first person picks up the phone. I go, uh, hello. And they say, uh, yes. What, what do you, what can I do for you? And I just immediately hang up the phone <laughs> and seem to like gasp for air. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe they picked up the phone. I continued to do that for another 45 minutes or so. But the point of this story being, that was the spot I started off on. When I identified that that was a good source of business and something I could improve, I, I acquired those people that I had mentioned as far as those 7.30 a.m. phone calls to practice those type of phone calls. And I practiced that for six, 12 months, uh, you know, years. I, I still practiced it up until when I, you know, stopped having those group, excuse me, those group calls. And it became one of my strong skill sets that I uh, became very confident in. And I felt in a few calls, most times I could talk to somebody, end up having a very good conversation and many times have a meeting with some person that I didn't even know, a, a stranger on the phone, by having, you know, by developing that skill over a long period of time. And it was one of those things that did gradually get better over time. And by practicing it daily and then implementing it daily, it was a viable skill set for my business. And the same could go for any skill set. If you identify that you have a weakness and practice it and then use it every single day, you'll get better. <laughs> it's almost impossible not to if you put yourself in that situation constantly. So that that's commitment and growth to a process. Now, pos uh, so positive growth as a person and learning as much as you can. That was something else that the actual... Gr growth and learning, I, I kind of separate into a little bit of a different 
category. And for me, that was getting involved with the coaching program that I was part of, where I actually had someone that I paid every single week to do an accountability call with me. We would set goals and then we would check in on those goals every week. And if you're in a self-employed industry, I think it's almost necessary to have forms of accountability set up if you're currently your only form of accountability. Now, for those that are employed, you do have some built-in accountabilities, typically, whether that might be a boss or, or what have you. If you're trying to move ahead in a different direction or, or potentially move up, then adding some additional accountabilities on yourself can really strengthen that process. Or if there's, let's say, something outside of, again, outside of your exact realm of work, let's talk about you know, you want to learn an instrument, setting up a, a teacher that you work with or a person you check in with to, you know, meet with you once a week or go out, get on the phone with you once a week and see how you're progressing. Those are big things because even if a couple weeks go by and you're not quite progressing how you want to, you're only going to want to say that to that person so many times that you have that phone call before you go, okay, let's go ahead and get into gear here and, and make some progress and having somebody who pushes you back a little bit because they know it's something you really want. That's important too, to have somebody in your corner that wants to see you make that positive progress. So th that was some of the positive things I experienced. Now, uh, a, a negative was losing touch. And I, I had mentioned this earlier as well, losing touch with some of the people that I was very close with early on. This is, you know, there's never things that you can change in your past. Um, we can only move forward. We can't go back. But looking back on, on my life and some of the choices I'd made, there are some people that were very important to me that I put my career before. Um, and I put, I put myself before them. And I, I think that is something that I realized in the past year that I, I hadn't noticed before that's, I was very, very focused on the idea of success and these achievements that I want and building this great circle that all was centered around me being able to do the thing that I wanted. And the funny part is, in retrospect, it, after achieving it, uh, it, you're not even as sure that you wanted it as much as you thought. So if if there was any change and any kind of negative at all in this whole process to me that I that I would really caution people for is that if there are people in your life that have been important to you for a long time and there's they you know they've helped you through your tough times don't don't neglect that don't lose those people um, it's not that hard to stay in touch and a little bit of extra effort be it even a small amount is typically enough to keep those folks in your life so for me that's i guess the one thing that i wish i had done better at and now i'm trying to make some active steps to to fix that and write those things and get some people that were previous my, previously in my life back involved in my life because they, they were important to me and they are important to me. So just a, a pitfall that when you're really going after things, it's a thing that can happen. So making sure that you do pay attention to your, your personal life and act in a way that, that helps um, promote a positive experience for everyone, that's important too. Now, I would say one other change that I had in mentality was when I left my restaurant job. And this is something that I, I'm not sure if it falls into a negative or a positive, but it definitely was a big change for me. 
was I, I remember being in a place where I had really achieved what I felt was like this strong inner happiness. I was in a good place physically, mentally. I was really just open to the world and excited and happy and I felt really, really good about things. And as time passed in my career in real estate, I started to have this stress build on me and build on me and build on me. And after a few years, I went from being the happiest I had been to, I think, I guess we'll call it the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, probably being in one of the lowest places I've been mentally. Um, I don't know if in my life is true, but it's certainly up there. Um, I, I was really, really dealing with, you know, depression in, in, in a in a tough way where that weight of that being on you can be really difficult. Um, and and I, I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but having that experience of, of going from, you know, thinking of the person I was five, six, seven years ago, however long it was at this point, to that really low and dark spot where I got to a point where I, I felt like almost the only option I had because I was just so unhappy with where I was at and how I felt at the time. And, you know, part of that was probably brought on by, you know, pandemic and the big life changes that all happened along with that. But either way, it was a it was a big wake up call for me because this might, again, this probably isn't everyone's answer, but me being that person of extremes that needs to act in extremes, felt the need to deconstruct my whole life. And I kind of took apart all of the pieces of things that I had built up on before to look at me, you know, as a person without all these external factors and see what's still important to me here. What are the things that I care about? What are the things I need to do to make my life that positive, joyful experience that I that I had, you know, before um, before the responsibilities came in, before the weight of carrying your own business, before the relationships and what have you, you know, as as that person I was when I was younger. Not trying to necessarily be that person again, but to feel to feel like I was in a really good place again. I missed it and it was something that I needed and I, I knew if I kept down the path I was going, it really wasn't sustainable because the headspace I was in mentally, it, there is nothing good that was coming from it. I was just, you know, e even I, I could force myself down that path, but there, there wasn't any, there was nothing positive. And when you're in that bad of a place mentally, it really can make the rest of the things in your life very difficult as well. So it, at, at that point, for me, after years of kind of starting to let that stress go, build and carry the burden of, of things that were, you know, once joyful to me, but no longer felt joyful, was a big wake up call that changes needed to be made. And I, I heard a quote from somebody the other day that I think is a really interesting quote. And I think for today, we're going to go ahead and wrap on this idea that anxious thoughts, anxiety in general, we tend to view it as a, uh, this is not exactly the quote, but this is the idea. We tend to view anxiety and, and anxious thoughts as a symptom um, of us when really the, those thoughts and that feeling might just be a way of our body telling us that we're, you know, our, our body, our mind telling us that maybe we're moving down a path 
that isn't right for us. And it's a warning sign. It's a signal. It's flashing and it's saying, this isn't it. This isn't it. You've got to find a different way to do things because the way that you're doing them isn't sustainable. And when I heard that, it really spoke to me in an interesting way and made me think that, you know, maybe you're, maybe that's right. Maybe by me you know, having this depressive, um, you know, several month, almost year long episode and, you know, terrible anxiety, maybe it was just my body throwing up, you know, big warning lights in every direction saying, hey, hey, idiot, stop, stop moving down this path, stop doing this <laughs> and start looking. You know, you've got so much that you can do. You've got so much you can offer to people. Don't get trapped. Don't you. There are other options. So when I when I heard that idea that, you know, anxiety is kind of the, the alarm. I started thinking to myself, you know, what do I do to get rid of it? And that became a new focal point for me over the course of this past year. What do I do to feel the best that I can? And then how do I create a life around that idea of, you know, the idea of, hey, there are obviously always tough things that we have to face and every day isn't going to be the absolute best. But how do we make it better and build a life that's more sustainable and something that we want? And that was, you know, that's a large idea of finding self, of the guests that, I, that I'm having on this year. We're going to talk about what they do to achieve that kind of feeling and get themselves in a place where they're building a life that's designed around, you know, what they want. Because it's easy to let all the outside factors in and create something based off of maybe what others want for you or what you think you should be doing. Because, you know, we, we all carry around a bunch of experiences, people themselves, we are experiences of our past, we're a collection of them. And that's how we tend to make a lot of our decisions. We also have our own goals and our own wants. And sometimes it's tough, because you got to dig through all of that other stuff to find out what it is that you actually need and you actually want. And, and that's what this journey is. And I'm happy you guys are along for with it, uh, along here with me on this journey and I hope that you're finding a little better life for yourselves as well because the, the funny thing about finding it and we I'm using that term but it's already part of you it's just about bringing out the parts that really amplify it and make it great for you so again that's all for today everybody thank you so so much for listening again I'm your host Jake Sudnick uh, this has been finding self you can find us on Instagram uh, under finding self we also have the Facebook page, Finding Self, and obviously main platform to listen is on Spotify. So we'd love if you can go ahead and follow the show, like it. We'd love to hear any feedback you have. So get us on the Instagram for that. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll talk soon.